0: Intelligent, conservative, the answer. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is,
1: Andrea Kay. so ready, but steady. Cause you looking
2: for. Welcome to tonight's. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. First day of the week, which makes it the best day of the week. Love me some Mondays because I get to come in here and hang out with you guys on tonight's Andrew Acacia. We've got quite a lot of great content for you guys here. I know you've got a lot of choices in where you hang out, where you spend your time, and who you listen to. And it's always an honor for anybody to choose to listen to me here. Whether you're listening to me on the actual radio dial on the stream. Right now we're streaming on uh, Facebook, on my Facebook page, the Answer San Diego Facebook page, Twitter and beyond. I love to read those comments there that roll in. Uh, also you can lots of ways for you guys to be a part of the show my favorite way well I don't really have a favorite way Um, it doesn't you know however you want to communicate with me is all right by me babies whether you want to comment on the stream right now you want to email me at andreacasho.com or you want to call in live 888-344-1170 I'm curious your thoughts on the four charges that were recommended today by the unselect committee that means absolutely nothing in my opinion at least from a legal standpoint, the question is, what what does it mean politically? And Donald Trump has issued a statement that says that it strengthens him. Do you believe that it strengthens him? Do you believe that it hurts Trump? What do you think this means, if anything, going into 2024? Or do you think, like me, that today was really about a distraction because the Twitter files at number seven dropped today, and it dropped like the stink bomb that it is? Can we talk about the real... Coup attempt? Can we talk about the real insurrection, the real threat to our republic? Yeah, well, it can be found no farther than the FBI and the DOJ and the intelligence communities. We're going to get into all that information. Tom DeBacaro is going to be here. He's not just a brilliant political pundit, but y'all know he's my go-to guy for anything where there's the intersection of politics and the law. He's going to be here to talk about these charges. And then, um, speaking of dropping a bomb... Who would have thought? that John Roberts from the Supreme Court would have dropped a bomb on the whole border situation with the open border and the Biden administration wanted to remove Title 42 or was it really, did it really detonate or was this really just kind of a non-factor and come Wednesday, Title 42 is going to be removed. So many games, such little time involving D.C. All right. uh, before I go any further, i got to bring in this man who keeps me rolling every night of the week, even though tonight, if I'm looking a little bit different on the stream, it's because, man, for got my booster seat but i love them anyway it's dj potato skins
1: well you do know where it lies so i don't you know where my i don't in.
2: know where my booster seat is literally i'm like four inches shorter than i should be right now on camera but you that's stand okay up. you know it's look i i you know what <laughs> I, yeah i could stand up <laughs> should i do the show standing up what do you guys think then we'd have to adjust everything for anybody to see me because i'd have to like elevate the laptop like Anyway, um, did you have a good weekend, my dear?
1: You know, the weekend's always good. Uh, Some of my plans fell through, but that Andrea allowed me the awesome opportunity to see the patriotic masterpiece of Top Gun Maverick for the 11th time this year.
2: Uh, well, we are going to get into a little movie news later because a certain uh, famous movie producer was found guilty today. And what famous movie producer and director is apologizing to sharks today? It just couldn't get any crazier. Oh, I read that. It couldn't get any crazier on the part of the left. Speaking of crazy, in my opinion, is these, this this Liz Cheney, who actually thought. I mean, here she got her hiney handed to her by her own constituents in the state of Wyoming. And yet she's still sitting there today acting like, you know, she's some kind of um, credible person when it comes to politics. I mean, she's got a constituency of one, right? Her microphone. I mean, who else is paying attention to this woman? So she had a couple of things to say today that I do want to address. Um, and, and, and uh, we might have to cut her off part way and chime in when, when, because when Skins and I were producing the show earlier, we were running through some things. We both started playing this clip of Liz Cheney and both started getting really warm with some of the insanity. There was, there was a lot of different clips we could have pulled from the ridiculousness, the um, theater, the poor theatrical production that was on play today. But this is one that really got under our skin. Uh, clip two. In the eyes of many in the world, this every
3: four-year ceremony that we accept as normal is nothing less than a miracle. Every president in our history has defended this orderly transfer of authority except one. January 6th, 2021 was the first time one American president refused his constitutional
2: duty to transfer power peacefully to the next. Got to stop it there. This every four-year ceremony that we accept as normal is nothing less than a miracle. Was it miraculous to you in 2016, you Democrats, when Jamie Raskin, who was on this council, came down, the committee came down the steps and saying that he didn't want to have electoral votes from a certain state be counted? Was it miraculous to you guys back in 20, uh, was it, oh, I don't know, uh, 2000, when Al Gore dragged this country through the muck for how many weeks? Wanting recount after recount, wanting every hanging chad recounted. Every time a Republican wins, they try to put us through this in one way or another. And in particular, they try to use the same methods that the Republican Party was looking to implement here, which is entirely constitutional, which is if you want to fight, and this has happened, I think it's pretty much every presidential election. The Democrats know this well. That there is a provision in the Constitution where a senator can join uh, someone from the House of Representatives to contest a state's electors. Don't tell me that this is miraculous and this is the first time a president, maybe technically it's the first time that a, a sitting president of the United States who was running for reelection chimed in like Al Gore did. Why, why was it acceptable for Al Gore? Does that make sense to you, Skins? So I guess because Al Gore wasn't technically president yet, what should be miraculous is the Constitution, the system, the the country that was founded. That's miraculous. And it's under threat. And the threat is not anybody that would dare question the outcome of an election. See, we don't get hysterical when somebody on the left questions the outcome of an election. Because we actually want our elections to have some integrity. This is why this woman got her butt handed to her in Wyoming, because of this kind of lie. Proceed. Over the last 18
3: months, the select committee has recognized our obligation to do everything we can to ensure this never happens again. Got to stop right there.
2: The only thing they're seeking to ensure is that Donald Trump can never run for office again. That's the only thing that they were seeking to to change here. You know that at no point have they ever complained about the process in which electors can be contested. You notice that's never come up anywhere, right? This is all 100% about, and it's actually even more than Trump, really. What it's about is trying to stop the 75 million voters that vote for Trump. That's what this is about. Carry on.
3: We understood that tens of millions of Americans had been persuaded by President Trump that the 2020 election was stolen by
2: overwhelming fraud. Got to stop it again. We're persuaded by President Trump. Like I don't have a brain in my head. How insulting. Over 60% of Democrats believed that fraud and various types of fraud, illegalities, irregularities happened. Everybody knew. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. How insulting. President Trump, how does she put it? We're persuaded by President Trump. Listen, it wasn't anything President Trump said to me when Skins and I were doing election night coverage and miraculously all at the same time uh, in the five contested states, counting stopped in the middle of the night, right? Did we? Did, was it President Trump? Did he call us, Skins, and tell us that, we did, we, that what was going on with the water main I break? I didn't was, get the call. I didn't get the call either. I thought maybe. I was, I'm beginning to wonder, did you get that call from Trump and then you put that in my ear and you didn't tell me that it was Trump who told him? No, it?
1: I didn't get a call.
2: Okay. I don't know if I can listen no, any more this there's fool. There's a
1: few seconds more if you want.
2: Uh, all right. Make me miserable. This
3: was flatly false. We knew that dozens of state and federal judges had addressed and resolved all manner of allegations about the election. Our legal system functioned as it should, but our president would not accept the outcome.
2: Do we do we need to run through all the fact that uh, that from the Supreme Court to other courts didn't actually hear the cases? But by the way, let's talk about the fact that since then, we've had courts in, in Wisconsin that found that the Wisconsin Election Commission had broken the law with what they did in handling uh, the mail-in ballot boxes. They, uh, we, there have been multiple courts all across the country that have declared that what happened in, ver- in a variety of states, in Wisconsin, as well as Michigan and beyond, actually there were acts of fraud that were committed and there were actually breaking the law by different, by different election officials. It's just flat-out lies. But the problem that we've got is that we've got a lot of Americans, the never-Trumpers in the uniparty system, that are just glomming up to this this kind of a lie. In Arizona, the, it, everything about this, just like in 2016 when James Comey came out and said that, uh, laid out all the crimes that Hillary Clinton had committed and then said no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute it because she didn't have any intent, which was um, which was not a factor in the law. The FBI and the DOJ is all about covering up the crimes of the Democrats. And in the course of attempting as a a matter of procedure in the cover up is to accuse Trump and and any Republican that they they despise uh, to accuse Trump and any Republican they despise of the crimes that they've committed. This entire committee was about covering up the crime of the theft of, of the election. And later on, we're going to get into some of the Twitter file uh, files. Number seven drop today that proves that what we've been saying here for years is that the real threat to our republic is the FBI, the intelligence community and the Department of Justice that is working behind the scenes. And is far wide and far deep to control the outcome of our elections. That's what's going on here. And some of us aren't stupid. She made another comment that had to do. I don't even know what what clip number that is. I don't know if you have it handy. In addition
3: to being unlawful, as described in our report, this was an utter moral failure and a clear dereliction of duty.
2: You know, it's a moral failure. This entire sham that where who was Ray Epps? Where was the investigation into Nancy Pelosi specifically? If Trump was so in on trying to have some insurrection, why would he have called in 10,000 troops that was denied by the Capitol Police? By the um, what's his not the sergeant at arms in Nancy Pelosi? Where was the investigation into her cell phone and what she did? And by the way, it wasn't illegal. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Tom Debacar, who's going to give his legal perspective on this. I'm not an attorney, but even I know that there was nothing about anything that Trump did that was illegal or immoral, by the way. Stay tuned. for Andrea Kay Show coming up.
0: Odyssey.com. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Joining me now is my favorite guest. Whenever there's anything, how did I put it? Like the cool kids call it the intersectionality of politics and the law. And certainly today, in my opinion, the uh, referral of charges by the Jan 6 Committee is really, I'd say, 90% politics and 10% law. But I'm no comma JD, but I know pretty much the best out there, at least when it comes to giving political commentary on that, and that is Tom Del Beccaro, author of The Divided Era and other books that you need to read, attorney, and a brilliant political pundit, and a friend. Thanks for being here tonight, my dear.
1: Always great to be on. Merry Christmas to everyone.
2: Merry Christmas. Okay, so four charges, obstructing an official proceeding of Congress, conspiracy to defraud the federal government, making a false statement, and inciting, assisting, or aiding and comforting an insurrection. Um, your thoughts, Tom Del Beccaro, and any one or all of these charges?
1: Uh, well, where to begin? We've known... <laughs> This is the same uh, Nancy Pelosi led effort that resulted in the most ridiculous sets of impeachment. Uh, and especially the second one, I mean, literally absurd. So then she appoints a committee that is for the first time completely imbalanced on a serious topic, by the way. And then they do a lopsided report and they finished their political theater with these so-called four referrals uh, and multiple people. They're all intent crimes, which means that they would have to establish that this was serious for a minute. And it's serious in the sense of the damage it does to the belief in our system, but they would have to prove that the, the intent to do all these things so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, this, we have become so divided and partisanship is so high. And you had Nancy Pelosi, who, you know, the, the, the Democrat leaders over the last 30 years, starting with Tom Daschle, have just gone to the extreme when it comes to vitriol and tactics and dishonesty. And, and now they, this is their coup de grace where they're on the way out and they're just gonna finish off their irrationality and, you know, tar and feather Trump with something else. And that's where this is. This is this is politics today where the Democrat Party is character assassinations and no solutions.
2: In, in- one of the things there's there's so much that's concerning about this, yeah i mean this is this is partisan politics at its absolute worst, but it 's also um, the the continuation of to me of i was watching let me let me back up a little bit there's a big event going on with turning point over in Arizona this weekend, and I watched a little bit of it today and Um, I can't remember her first name. She just won a seat in Congress, I think, in Florida. Luna is her last name. And she was talking about the greatest threat that we face as a nation. And I don't even remember what it was. That's how insignificant it was to me compared to the fact that we have now as a precedent in the United States of America. And I get that this committee that was, you know, Congress does not have um, a a criminal uh, you know role. Their their job is not supposed to be the judicial branch. Uh, the, um, the the judicial branch. They're supposed to be legislative branch. But the fact that they just decided to hold some criminal court hearing that really had no criminal teeth and refer charges over to the Department of Justice is just more in the in the expansion of the use of the full weight yeah. of the U.S. government involving our top law enforcement agency, the FBI, our intelligence community, um, the Department of Justice, to persecute and prosecute people for their politics. To me, this should be the number one issue that we face as a nation, because this—and re- if they're going to continue— and I said this back when Michael Flynn was in the sites. I said, don't, don't ignore this, conservatives— because we're all going to be Michael Flynn if we don't get a handle on this and stop it. And now here we are.
1: Yes, yeah, since the last we talked, the, the Twitter file very much bro- brought into focus something I wrote about, as you know, about, yep. about five months ago about how they want to choose who should be president and who should not. They let Hillary go when there were real crimes involved. And then they went after Trump and lied to us all along they never had any evidence evidence of this they didn't have evidence when they started it they didn't have evidence for the Mueller investigation not a single day of the Mueller investigation was there evidence of this but they carried on and breathlessly on cnn and msnbc they talked about the end of the, of the trump presidency adam schiff lied every day uh, as he usually does. And yes, so the DOJ and the FBI is in the political business. And I, I, I just philosophically and as a historian, I want people to take a step back and understand this is what you get with really big government, which is people in charge of huge, powerful agencies who don't get removed, have enormous power and corrupt a government and it doesn't have, you don't have to have the highest person to be involved in this either in the agency or as the president, but this is what power, if you're the head of HUD housing and urban development or some inner department head, you have enormous power to corrupt. And that's what we see here. And it is incredibly dangerous to have two policing agencies doing this. And as uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, whether it was Rand Paul or who else said this, but if they were doing this this kind of stuff at Twitter, which they were committing felonies, the federal government cannot push around private sector businesses to silence other people. They were doing it at Facebook. They're doing it everywhere else. And this is, this is an existential threat Mm -hmm. to to our government over time. Not tomorrow, but not long after.
2: Well, you know, we don't know the extent of which it didn't already ha I'm not sure what you mean by tomorrow, because 17% of Biden voters say that they wouldn't have voted for him had they known about the Hunter Biden laptop story. And these Twitter files, I cannot... Maybe I need to do like a whole to a whole show, two hours on it. Um, but the bottom line is what was revealed in Twitter uh, files number seven today was the extent in which the FBI, by the way, there were so many f- um, prior FBI that are working at Twitter and in, the, it, it, in wow. particular that they had to set up their, a special portal to upload all these people. So if you're still watching and listening to, to a certain person on a former conservative outfit that was telling you for years... It's just a few people at the top. Turn him off. Right he's the same guy who was up fauci's Heine into the summer of 2020. I think you know who I'm talking about what was re- the extent in which the FBI was told even by Twitter that there was no evidence of foreign interference and they refused to accept it because they wanted to to continue to push out the lie to the American people that foreign interference in our elections was a threat so that they could then try to hide the Hunter Biden laptop story it's absolutely shocking that the fascism is real in this country. With the US government and our social media accounts?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't, I don't think it's shocking because we've watched it well, develop in front of our eyes. Um, and, well, it's very shocking very to me.
2: It's shocking to me that this is where my country is. And and I'll tell you something else that's shocking to me, Tom, is I'm more shocked. That this is where my country is at, given where, I, you know, how I was raised as the daughter of two, two Marines. But I'm still shocked, even though I shouldn't be, with the fact that this, I don't think that there, that the leaders in the Republican Party didn't know this was going on. I believe that, that many people knew that this was going on and did nothing to yeah, stop I, it.
1: I want to make one connection, which you alluded to. Okay. The they the fbi and the doj people there participated in this canard about russiagate right and then when the hunter laptop comes around they get possession of it thankfully Rudy giuliani also got a complete copy of the hard drive otherwise god knows what they would have done with it they don't check it out and then they get into twitter and these 50 guys and gals who signed the letter and blah, 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 saying this is Russian disinformation. In other words, feeding off or using that same line narrative that they did before and they accelerated
0: mm-hmm. into
1: the next cycle as well. This is how, even though they damn well knew it was real. So, uh,
2: and they and they knew they've continued and they continued to use the lie that the DNC put forth in the summer of 2016 that Russia hacked into the DNC servers based upon CrowdStrike, who had made false accusations against Russia in the past. And all 17 of our law enforcement agencies admitted that none of them actually ever looked at the DNC servers. And yet we continue to hear the lie that Russia was interfering in our elections and Russia yeah. was the one that hacked into the DNC servers and leaked uh, the emails from Hillary Clinton. And at, 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 I don't know going forward how we, I mean, everybody should know it now. But the left, when they see this Twitter files, when they, uh, the, the left just wants to justify it and say, oh, why, oh, um, where we're at now and what they've done brilliantly is it, in in the course of covering up the crimes of the Democrats, they launch an offensive to falsely accuse Republicans, Trump, et cetera, of the crimes for which they've committed. So that when you say, "Well, no, we're not colluding with Russia; it was you," um, then they say, "No." Do you see what I'm saying? The best defense mm-hmm. is a good offense.
1: No, a hundred percent, and they will. And the the problem here. Uh, A major problem here is that they have gotten away with this wholesale Mm -hmm. all along. Andy McCabe commits four felonies and uh, gets to sue the government and get all of his money and sit on TV. We have one human in this country, Elon Musk, who is doing enormous public service at some risk. We need an American politician to take that same risk and get this information out. This is this is not in the life of the civilization. It is not shocking that government is trying to destroy and the establishment is it wants to rule over its people and take away their rights. It takes true patriots to fight back and break that. And we're going to have to see whether this happens in this next two years, the Republicans have to do two things. They have to put forth an agenda to fix existing problems, and then they have to expose this. If they only work on the exposure and don't try to fix anything, they won't win the next election.
2: Well, it all comes down to messaging, because when you've allowed the the, um, legacy media, social media, uh, the Democrat Party, every Democrat in Congress, to be able to, to, and not only allowed them to push these lies, but actually parroted these lies, right? We had the Republican Party going into shortly after Donald Trump's inauguration in 2017, knowing good and dang well because of closed door testimony that there was never any evidence that Donald Trump had colluded with anybody. They still came to the media, to the cameras, and said, We got to let the investigation continue. We got to let the investigation continue continue, they were perfectly happy to indirectly, knowingly push a false narrative, right? So they've allowed this to continue. They never and they never pushed back. I've not heard one Republican push back and say Hillary Clinton should have gone to prison because she violated the Espionage no, Act. Jim,
1: Jim, Jim Jordan.
2: Um, OK, Jim Jordan. Maybe my man, Andy Biggs. We got a handful. But the rest of them should have been. Where have they been? Where are they now? No, we had Mitch McConnell stand on the floor of the Senate and and, and blame Trump. For what happened at the Capitol when we know good and dang well, the FBI infiltrated that and there were bad people there. But it, and, and whoever committed the crimes, the majority of people that committed the crimes that day didn't even commit any acts and were not even charged. Five people have been charged with insurrection or insurgency. The rest of them charged with trespassing. And what did we have on the day of January 6th? We had all this gnaw bony and hand wringing from all these little snowflakes on the conservative side, hysterical that somebody put their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk like I give a crap about that. Right.
1: <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I I get you. No, look. The the best offense is, is what they're doing, and yes. then they shame the crowd. Yep. And then and then they you know the narrative becomes what the innocent did to as being guilty, even if they even if they're not. Yes, these are real. I am with you. These are real. Mm-hmm. Problems, and they have to thank God for Elon Musk because he has uh, he has moved the center of gravity on these stories. Imagine if he hadn't have spent forty four billion on a company not worth nearly that much mm-hmm. to uncut to uncover these things. But surely Facebook is doing this. I mean, look, I, I've been shadow banned for years. Well, and,
2: uh, well, it's it's, it's even it's bigger than shadow banning. Big. This is even bigger than the fact that fascism. Guess, is- of
1: course, it is. But my but my point is, if someone little like me can be shadow banned, imagine all the other things they're doing. Oh yeah, like the fact, like the fact that they controlled the COVID conversation, and look at the results of that. By the way, you have now the legacy media is into. Uh, telling people they need to wear masks because of the the yearly flu. <laughs> so now they have normalized this to control people. And my God, there are people out there fo- following them. Yeah. And yet there'll be no discussion when, when that criminal Fauci was asked, name a study that masks work against COVID. He couldn't do it. Well, that's because there's never been one. Right. But still they control that. And of course they're not covering the, what's being exposed in Twitter. But back to a point, you said it's about messaging. Republicans only message with the Washington Post and ABC and, and Fox and Newsmax. They don't directly message to the American people. And that is why they they don't, they're, they're ineffectual. Yeah. Well, the reason why Trump got elected is because he messaged directly the yes. reason why the the only way the Republicans are going to overturn these things is if someone's brave enough to message directly
2: well um we have plenty of people that are brave enough to message directly, but we've got a republic that that also then gets back to how do we get them elected because we've got some leaders that really don't want that kind of person elected because they're in on it right the Mitch McConnells well,
1: and- look remember Machiavelli talked about how the establishment doesn't like the the insurgent. Because the insurgent might not succeed, so they don't want to take the risk and they don't know the outcome. This is normal. Yes. The problem is you have to be part of the pushback. You mm-hmm. really do. You have to push back against these people or come up with someone who who makes them wanna work for the conservatives like Reagan did
2: well I'm going to have to I got to push back against you right now my dear because we up we well past a break I blew past it like a freight train passing right. a hobo so thank you for being here my dear Merry Christmas alright you too alright now y'all stay tuned I always have fun with my man Tom DeBocaro did you guys hear Happy Hanukkah by the way I said Merry Christmas I forgot to say Happy Hanukkah um, how did the, the New York Times celebrate the start of Hanukkah this weekend did y'all hear this story we're going to share it with you when we come back
0: Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show, on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Happy Hanukkah to all my Jewish friends out there who I love so, so very much. Um, we have had one of the things for years now that we've been, you know, uh, dealing with and grappling with since uh, 9-11 was every time there would be any kind of terrorist attack, right? The first thing that would happen is they'd be coming to the microphones and telling us, you know, um, uh, while bodies lay bleeding, it was, we've got to be careful about Islamophobia, right? Islamophobia. I can recall clearly before Trump, uh, after he won the election leading up to it, it was, you know, the rise of hate crimes, uh, you know, against, you know, certain people, and they never mentioned, they never mentioned anti-Semitism, as the rise. It was always about, um, and remember all the hoaxes that we had, whether it was the um, Islamic girl on who falsely accused some boys and claimed that, that somebody had yanked her hijab off. There was a similar story that happened in Lafayette. The real rise in hate crimes that have been taking place across this country. Uh, and and um, that the Democrats refused to acknowledge was against Jews in this country, and particularly the Orthodox Jews in New York City. So anti-Semitism has been on the rise, and of course it's never been MAGA, right? It's 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 the hate crimes have never been by the MAGA population. So, but of course, in recent times, the Democrats have been trying to act all as though they're the ones that are um, that are against anti-Semitism. We know the truth: that Donald Trump was. the the greatest friend to Israel of any president in U.S. history. How many presidents had promised to move the U.S. Embassy? And none of them did it. Not, they all promised from Obama to George W. I believe Reagan even made the promise and it never happened. It was Donald Trump who did. It was Donald Trump who got the Abraham Accords secured. It was Donald Trump that worked with uh, Arab and other allies in the region to, end, to put an end to ISIS. But the Democrats, like Nancy Pelosi here on her way out, girl, please, isn't it time that Nancy Pelosi left? Here she was today uh, talking about the rising uh, surge in anti-Semitism at home and abroad and how she's just going to continue to work hard to fight it. Clip one.
3: From the days of our founders, Jewish Americans have been an integral thread in the fabric of our nation, sharing a vibrant cultural tradition and moving us closer to realizing our founding ideals. In the face of surging anti-Semitism at home and abroad, we recommit anew to upholding and def- defending these foundational American values. The challenge before us is nothing less than taking back the soul of America, as we have done successfully at every similar inflection point in our great nation's history. God bless you, and God bless
2: America. Whew, um- Put down the hooch. Um, anyway, um, r- interestingly, though, um, so she says this and I had to go and search her Twitter because clearly anybody who's that concerned with anti-Semitism would have s- something to say about the New York Times uh, crossword that came out on the first day of Hanukkah that was in the design of a swastika. I sent the article. Skins was was super busy this morning. And so I was actually starting to do some research on the show. And I'm like, I've got to send you an article. I'm not even going to tell you. I just want you to see, look at it and tell me what you see. And what did you see, Skins, when you saw this crossword puzzle?
1: Yep, it's pretty pretty hard to miss. It's what you said it was, swastika.
2: It was the swastika right there. Am I to believe? And of course, Nancy Pelosi said nothing about it. It was, um, the theme of this Sunday, and, and I guess it's a rite of passage. I'm not a crossword puzzle gal. Um, I guess it's supposedly a big thing, you know, the New York times crossword and it's, and it's a huge thing if you can finish it. Cause I guess it's really challenging. Uh, crosswords have never been my thing. We played a lot of board games in my family. We played cards. My favorite is hand and foot, by the way. Um, but it, this, is, this is like a huge thing in the New York Times. Have you heard about it, Skins? I mean, are you aware of how big the cr- crossword yep. puzzle is? Yeah, it's absolutely huge. Which means that when you've got a feature in your, in your newspaper that is one of the most prominent and well-known features, you've got to assume that, they, that it's not just something that gets thrown in there half done, right? It's not, this is something that a lot of thought and a lot of attention is given to. Right. It's kind of like when Samantha Bee called Ivanka Trump the C word on her show and then she apologizes later. And I'm like, uh, 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 because I've done enough TV. I know what takes place to record a TV show and how many people are involved and the production meetings in, in, in advance and that somebody's got to script it and put it loaded in the teleprompter. And then she's got to stand there and read it. And if she flubs and they got to re-, re, No, the same thing it, it goes here. There was approvals that were done. This was the first time that this person ever um, was um, hired to do this. He says, thrilled to have my first Sunday puzzle in the Times. This grid features one of my favorite open middles that I've made as it pulls from a variety of subject areas. Um, Here's the thing. Let's say... First of all, I don't know how in the world this person could not see. I, and I can't get inside of his head and crawl around. I don't know if, he, if he's a Nazi. But why don't
1: you look at the finished product, Andy, and go, uh, Andrea, and go, you know what? Yeah, I need to do some redesigning here.
2: Yeah. How do you not see? How do you not see it? So maybe he didn't because maybe he was so, I don't know what it takes to draw it. I, I, I don't know how he didn't. he didn't. He didn't put it and then he'd go back and you look at it. At no point did you look at it at a distance and see what it was. So then when he hands it in to the editor and they look at it, the editor wasn't like, dude. So then the editor, because I guess uh, then there would probably be multiple editors that looked at it. Then when it went to cut and paste, right, which is actually done electronically now, you think they would have saw it, right? Whole lot of people. This passed through some hands before this thing's got printed. Somebody, uh, Glenn Greenwald, who I'm not a fan on. So many conservatives love him. He's like, "Look, the New York Post is owned by a couple of Jews. Do you really, me- do you really believe that they're intentionally putting something out there like a swastika?" No, I can believe. Um, first of all, I can't believe it because there are. I, I, it's 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 a wonder to me how anybody Jewish could vote Democrat because it is the Republicans. That are on the side of Israel there are many people that just because somebody has a last name that sounds Jewish doesn't mean that they're Jewish right do you know how many people that are considered Christians that never go to a church and have never cracked a Bible just like there's lots of people that that are, are considered Mormons but they're called Jack Mormons because they don't practice the faith so just because somebody is of Jewish heritage who owns the New York Times means that you know this this wasn't a swastika. I don't like when conservatives start, you know, supposed conservatives start making those kinds of excuses. But let's say it wasn't overt. This just shows how monumentally thoughtless, inconsiderate, and completely tone deaf these people are. And let me put it this way. And by the way, Skins, if this had been in some um, considered conservative outfit, what would be? Would anybody be making excuses today? If it was
1: in the Epic Times, it would have been blasphemy.
2: They'd be done. They'd be done. In fact, the entire Republican Party and MAGA was never accused of being anti-Semitic until a dope in the the MAGA hat, what's his name, yay, makes stupid comments. And now they're trying to make all 75 million Trump supporters out to be anti-Semitic. I'm just tired of the hypocrisy and the double standard. Tired of it. And we need to be, and this is what, what, what I meant, part of what I meant when I was talking to Tom DeBocaro, how we just let these false narratives lay out there. We need to be, we need to be fighting as hard against the Democrats, as hard against the Uniparty, as hard against this deep state seeking to destroy us, as, as Adam Kinziger and Liz Cheney were fighting to destroy Trump and MAGA. That's what we need to be doing. We're going to take a break. Did John Roberts drop a bomb on the Joe Biden border plan to remove title 42. We're going to share that with you on the other side of the
0: break. Andrea K. bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea Kaye show on the answer. San Diego
2: over the weekend. I believe it was the mayor of El Paso had declared a state of emergency. The has, has our border not been a state of emergency uh, for, for Actually, for decades, Trump did as much as he could to try to seal the border. It was the most secure that it had been had been in decades. And you guys know the story. Immediately upon taking office, Joe Biden uh, began opening up the border and inviting as many as he could here, regardless of the child trafficking, sex trafficking, drugs, et cetera, that had come forth. Coming up soon was going to be the end of Title 42 that allowed authorities to expel migrants without legal review back to their native country in order to spread, to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Um, I don't, I and I've said this before, why do we need this? Because we've got, we've already got a border and as a nation, we have the right to decide who gets to come in and not. Right. So why why do we need the excuse of covid in order to dispel anybody out of our country? It's ridiculous. This is the kind of thing that bothers me, that, that's that's led us to where we are with this kind of nonsense. I think we started this back in the 40s. I think at the time of it might have been maybe it was the 40s had to do with polio. I think I, what one of the things that we need to do at some point, if we can ever have any conservatives and it may be too late by the, by this point, is to have our immigration laws actually shut down. No further immigration. No long-term visas coming here. Uh, nobody, nobody. None of these um, fancy visa, work visas that are supposedly because we don't have enough high-tech people to do these jobs. We need a halt of anybody coming into this country. Uh, so, tempor- ha- Title 42 was supposed to be ending Wednesday. John Roberts has put a temporary hold. But the hold is just temporary until Wednesday. So let's not be giving John Roberts a whole lot of credit for helping us secure the border. So stay tuned on this one. And stay tuned for hour two of the Andrea K Show coming right up. Don't y'all go away. Come to-